Welcome to Bits of Reality Podcast, the podcast that teaches evangelism, discipleship, and how to live out the Word of God. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Bits of Reality. And uh, in today's episode, I hope to be going over the issue of forgiveness, specifically the importance of forgiveness in a believer's life and the severity of it. Um, so let's, uh, let's take a look at these things. So what is the biblical importance of forgiveness, right? Well, it's very important, as we're going to find out in a few moments while we look at Scripture about uh, what the Bible says and specifically what Jesus says about forgiveness. But I want to ask you something. Have you seen a movie or a TV show where a character turns and looks at another character and says, because of this thing you did or said, I will never forgive you. And then they build a grudge story arc and a revenge or hatred story arc, right? So the reason I ask this is because in today's world, there are even immature Christians or those who call themselves Christians who think that uh, they can hold grudges and not forgive certain people for certain things. The reason they believe this is because of television and movies filling their egos to capacity. This is harmful to their faith, and even to that of others around them. So, as usual, to answer all these things, what does the Bible say about forgiveness? More specifically, what does Jesus say about it? So, hold on to your hats, but prepare to let your egos drop, because Jesus' view on forgiveness is very stern, and it is quite a shocker if you have never read these words before. So first up, from Mark 11:25, Jesus says, Whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you of your sins. To further clarify the severity of this statement, look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. Jesus says, If you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you of yours. Boom! Mic drop. There you go. Uh, so, in other words, forgiveness ought to be at the forefront of a Christian's thinking process and pattern for daily living. Uh, and it is very important, despite what circumstance may be going on in your life. Um, now, if you're wondering at this point in time, well, how many times do I forgive a person? How many times can they screw up and come back to me and say, can, can you forgive me? At one point do I say, I'm not going to forgive you anymore. I'm done with this, right? Well, I'll go ahead and tell you that uh, Peter, which is one of the uh, apostles and disciples of Jesus, he asked Jesus the same question from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22, uh, under the assumption of the Old Testament law where he, um, where I can't remember what it was. Um, so there was a limit to forgiveness. I think three or four time, uh, times of forgiveness or something you give these forgiveness passes to whoever offends you. And Peter says, well, do we then just forgive people up to seven times? And then Jesus says, no, up to 70 times seven. And, and to, to explain that, Jesus is saying your forgiveness ought to, uh, ought to be unlimited. And 
and this is quite a shock to the crowd of the day, and I think it is even a bit of a shock to the people in our day and time, because if you take a look at movies and shows of people that are extremely forgiving, what, what are they associated with? Either naive or gullible, right? But I'm going to give you some things to consider to get your mind out of that thinking. So... Jesus does not prescribe the li- uh, he does not prescribe that uh, limitless forgiveness is only for select sins or faults, right? So notice that um, it's for any and all sins and faults, and for however long. It's not a prescribed time limit or limit number. He's referring to limitless uh, forgiveness. And think about this. Um, let's let's take a look at. Um, Ephesians 4.32, and you'll see where I'm going with this. Paul said in Ephesians 4.32, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ Jesus forgave you. Okay, you, you see where I'm going with this now? Think of all the sins that Jesus died on, on the cross for. Think then specifically of every sin you've ever committed. Can you Can you think, can you, like, if you took out a piece of paper... And from the day you were born, write out every sin you ever committed. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you you can't do that because you probably won't remember. You might remember barely five, if at most, that you had today. But let's go back to 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of, of sin. How, do, how are you going to write? So God's forgiveness is limitless towards us when we actually ask for the the forgiveness from God. Um, we ask in repentance. That is, we, we, we realize the sin, we confess it, and and we repent of it. And repentance isn't just merely asking for forgiveness. Repentance is, Lord, I, met, I did this sin, um, and I know I need to stay away from it. I, I need to, to not do this sin anymore. Uh, repentance is actually putting into practice holiness, is what, is what real repentance is. Uh, righteous living. Um, so, uh, and another way of thinking, if you're still struggling with the idea of forgiving someone for something, maybe, maybe you, right now, you are someone who is listening, is, is, is someone who's struggling with forgiving someone for something that they have done, or said, or whatever, to you, or to someone else you know, doesn't matter. Um, but think of this, if you claim to be a Christian, that means that while you are on earth, you present, you represent Christ on earth before everyone you encounter. As Christ's ambassador, what good would it do to tell others about a forgiving Savior when we, the ambassadors, do not forgive petty, minor, everyday sins, right? So you see how that would that would look, right? You, you claim to be this representative of forgiving and uh, righteous God, but you, you yourself are like, no, but I don't forgive this. It seems kind of pointless, doesn't it? Um, so, in the previous verses, Jesus says, if we forgive others, the Father will also forgive us. And if we do not forgive, um, how can we expect to attain the one forgiveness from the one forgiver who it matters most, right? Um, that's the severity of this, guys. This is not a laughing matter. Um, forgiveness is a real, it's a hallmark of a Christian. It's like if, if 
for a lack of better terminology here, it's like a brand of a, of a Christian. Forgiveness is a brand of a Christian. And you can find inspiring stories on the inter, interwebs and all that good stuff um, about uh, forgiveness. Uh, one such story, I, I believe, and I'm not making fun of them, uh, I just think, you know, there's there's minor stuff and there's big stuff that really makes you go, wow, how could they do that? And one thing is there was a um, Amish uh, homeschool shooting incident, I think it was. I don't remember when this happened. But um, I remember reading about this a few years ago. And uh, basically this one guy went in to this Amish school and killed a whole bunch of children. I think he, he killed a, a few children or something like that. And at his, I think it was at his trial or something like that. I don't quote me on this, but the parents of those kids, you know, went up to the guy and like, "We forgive you. We forgive you for this. We hold no anger or hatred against you." I mean, that right there is boom, wow. But that is the kind of forgiveness that Christ is is telling us to have. Um, and imagine that. What a blow that is to the human ego and the flesh, right? Um, to forgive something, a sin of that magnitude, that is in our eyes, um, to forgive that. That's quite incredible, is it not? Um, however, let's let's move on. Um, now, I know another thought would have crossed your mind. Does this mean that we don't pay attention uh, to an offense? Does that mean we're naive, right? Um, no. We are not... Forgiveness is not the same thing as naivete. Um, we are to practice discernment and examination. However, we are simply not to hold a grudge or hatred against another sinner. Um, if, let's say, the other sinner is a believer, right? If this sin or sinner uh, turns to habitual sinning, then there is a Matthew 18 process of church discipline if they are involved in the church, but a personal uh, that all starts with a personal conversation uh, between you and the sinner. Um, and yes, at some point you get others involved with that issue. And if you go through that process, if you want, look up look up to Matthew uh, Matthew 18, um, what what Jesus says, uh, and and, and uh, Paul also talks about what to do with this. Um, you get you get other people involved eventually to try to win your brother back from sinning and uh, to repent, to live in repentance. But if they don't, um, eventually you do come to the point of saying you're not really a believer. The only thing I can offer you in any conversation we have is the gospel. I'm going to keep telling you the gospel until you repent, basically. Um, not in a hateful way, but literally just here's who Jesus is. Here's where you are. You need to repent. Um, that's what you do with such people. Um but yes, I will say um, in an incident that um, this is from a little bit of personal experience. Um, there is a time when you are trying to help someone, when you are trying to really, uh, you're, you've gone through the ringer with them, for them, uh, around them, and um, you've forgiven them for this, this, this. And, and, and you do come to a point of, well, my presence does not really seem to be helping this person come out of this routine and cycle of sin that they're in. Um, I did this, and this was with discernment and examination of self and the person. I had to remove myself from the person. Now, I was not angry or hate-filled for this person, 
but I had to remove myself from the person. Now, I'm not going to say such words as, they were toxic and blah, blah, blah. I hate those words, for one. They're a sinner just like me, but I could not be the one to actually help this person. I could not uh, help this person come to an understanding. I had to leave that person where they were and tell them to leave me be, and now all I can do is pray for them from a distance. Now, should the Lord do a miraculous work in their life and they really come truly into the faith and come to understand their situation, then yeah, I'm sure there will be a restoration of fellowship. But, there, you know, we have to, to discern, we have to examine things. We can't just be emotional about our circumstances, guys. So, all right. Well, I'm not going to keep on rambling. Final thoughts here. The life of a Christian is to be a selfless one. We serve Christ and do not glorify or promote ourselves or even promote our egos. When someone sins against us, is it really us that they sin against or is it God himself? Let me tell you about David when he sinned with Bathsheba. He wrote in the Psalms that when, when he had committed the sin and the prophet, uh, I want to say, uh, prophet Nathan uh, confronted him, David wept and turned and repented. But this is what he wrote in the Psalms. This would have been from, from the time of his repentance. He said, Against you alone have I sinned, my God. Right? Now, had David sinned against Bathsheba? Yes. Had David sinned against her husband, Uriah? Yes. Had God even, or uh, had uh, David uh, sinned against uh, the prophet? By lying to his face, sure. But guess what? The prophet didn't say, you have offended me. If you, if you read that account, the prophet did not look at David and said, you offended me. What did he say? You offended God. Right? So, that is to really be our focus. And so, our point in, in Christian living is we follow God, we worry about offending him, and what offends him? When we are offended by someone and we place ourselves at the highest pinnacle of, of how dare you, I will not forgive you, uh, then we are placing ourselves on the same level as God. Our ego, we are placing our egos in the same place as God. That is a grave sin. And this, uh, I believe it is in Proverbs that says, God is with the broken and contrite of heart but he opposes the proud and lifted up. And ego is just that. It makes you proud, it makes you lifted up, whether it be by anger, um, selfishness, whatever the, the circumstance. It, it is not help, and it has actually put you on a warpath with yourself and in a warpath with the judgment of God. And I'm going to tell you, if you ever try to do a, a warpath with the judgment of God, you will lose. So I want to give you this little insight. Whenever you're dealing with a, a situation where you're hurt or offended or mistreated by someone, before you get into a rage or even during your little instance of rage, think of this. Am I God? You're going to have the same answer. No, you're not. And that's when forgiveness should take hold. So ultimately, I hope this has uh, helped you. And uh, next time, I hope you come back and listen to the uh, next episode or two. 
as uh, I will be starting a biblical summary where I will give a brief overview and uh, summarize and give some interesting points of uh, from the books of Genesis and Exodus. This will be a continued series through all the books of the Bible, and uh, I hope you'll come back for that. But uh, as for today, thank you for listening, and I hope you've learned something and this has helped you along your uh, walk with the Lord.